All right, good morning and welcome to Moments with Mo. Let's welcome Pastor Ty back today for part two of the difference to explain the difference between the rapture of the church and the second coming of Christ and also a special treat about the seven year tribulation. What is the seven year tribulation? So he's going to touch on those and let us know about the difference between the rapture of the church, the second coming of Christ, just to kind of piggyback off of that one, um, um, and the seven-year tribulation. Now, we did a podcast regarding the difference between the rapture of the church and the second coming of Christ. So go back and be sure to listen to that podcast first, um, and then you can kind of be abreast about what we're talking about and what he's discussing, and then how did we get here today? Okay, so with that, we just want to welcome, once again, Pastor Ty back to Moments with Mo. Hey, Pastor Ty. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate the opportunity. Um, And we don't really ever, ever take it for granted, you know, speaking the word of God and speaking into the lives of his creation because God is infatuated with people. And so we really thank God for this opportunity again. Amen. Amen. So thanks again for joining us today. And I would like to um, shout out to everybody that's that's um, our listeners from all around the globe, right? From Norway. We have some from Norway, United Kingdom, France, Mexico, Amen. the Philippines, India, and here, of course, in wow. the United States of America. So I just want to thank you all once again for sharing some of your precious time with Moments with Mo. And please don't forget to share Moments with Mo with your family, your friends, and your neighbors. You just never know who this may help. You know, people are searching. They're hungry for the word of God. They're looking for truth. And prayerfully here with this podcast, they, they can find some um, some hope. Um, as always, you know, we want to begin with prayer. But let me ask this question right quick. We didn't get a chance to ask Pastor Ty a little bit about himself. Um, and it's just a couple of, you know, questions just so the people can, the listeners can be kind of familiar with like, who is this Pastor Ty and things like that. So we are excited to have him Um here on the on the podcast today. So, Pastor Ty, how excited are you about prophecy? <laughs> well, prophecy, I'm ex- I'm I'm extremely excited about it. Um, I mean, one because you know someone asked the question the other day is why do we even teach on prophecy? Is one because Jesus did. Amen. Amen. And so, if you look in Matthew chapter twenty four and twenty five, Luke twenty one seventeen, you see him clearly talking about prophecy to make us aware of, you know, the, the times of the latter days and what would be also some of the signs of the rapture and his second coming. Amen. So pretty excited about prophecy um, and not to even, you know, also to mention that I've probably looked at this subject probably for the past 30, 35 years. Amen. Well. That's so. awesome. That was the next question. I wanted to, to, to listeners to know how long have you been studying prophecy? So you said how many years? Probably for about 35 years now. That's a long time. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I started back in the uh, mid 80s and sort of got away from it for a while um, with raising a family and what have you. And so, um, but really begin to indulge back into it. I, I did bits and pieces of it, but really begin to indulge back into it a few years ago as we begin to clearly see some of the things happening in America and around the globe that was literally pointing to prophecy in what the Bible said the world would look like Amen. in the days that we're living right now. Amen. So we're just literally seeing prophecy come, come to pass in a lot of ways. That's good. That's good. So 
if you've been studying prophecy that long, then you've been a believer, a born again believer. <laughs> Had to have been longer than that. So how how long have you been born again? I don't know the number of <laughs> right. in terms the number of years. I think I, I got saved actually in the uh, summer of of nineteen eighty one. Okay, that's good. Um, pretty that's good. Ex- wow. extravagant and and um, just an awesome experience in terms of the Holy Spirit coming into me. Um, but maybe we can kind of talk about that another day in terms of that experience because it was it was quite quite yeah. shocking. Yeah, we would love to hear that. We would love to hear that. Um, and the last question about yourself because we really want to get at least get a little something to know you know to know a little bit about you. Um, how important to you is it that people repent and put their faith in Jesus? I think at the end of the day, it's it's literally the ultimate question of the day. It's always the elephant in the room, if you will, Amen. that at the end of the day, you know, do you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Mm-hmm. Have you accepted him in, in, in your heart? I think, you know, as we all, when we stand before God, there's not going to be a more important question for us as an individual mm-hmm. is, is coming to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. So he then will feel your heart with his spirit and begin to transform your everyday life in ways that will just, you know, just reveal himself more and more and bring you to a better place um, in this life for whatever his purpose is for you. Wow. That's amazing. That is amazing. So I'm excited about that. So um, thank you so much for um, giving us some insight on, on a little bit, just a little bit of who you are and why you believe what you believe. And, um, so right now, we're going to just pray right now before we get into the, the, the meat of this. Um, Father God, I want to thank you for this day that you have made. And we will on purpose rejoice and be glad in it. The days Amen. belong to you, Father God. You created them, Father. We thank you for your word and it's true, Father God. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, Father God, that you've sent. Father God, we thank you, thank you for a, this chance to hear the word, Father God. And I pray that hearts are open. I pray that ears are open and eyes are open, Father God, to see and to hear what thus says the Lord, Father God. And for those who may not have been born again, Father, I pray that their hearts open to receive your word, Father God, to repent, Father God, in these right now, in these last days, Father God, and to put their faith in Jesus Christ so we can all rejoice together with the Lord Jesus as a family. And I pray this today, Father God, in Jesus' name, amen. So let's begin with a few questions um, regarding our topics, um, just to kind of retouch briefly about the difference between the rapture of the church and the second coming. The rapture of the church, as we discussed from the last session, um, and as you said, we kind of briefly touched on it. And there's so much to talk about when we differentiate between the rapture of the church and Jesus' second coming. Very often, people get those events confused, and they sort of entangle them and think they're sort of the same event. Okay. And they're not. Right. Right. They are from a biblical, scriptural standpoint. As we look at the Bible, you know, from this Hebraic perspective, they are clearly two separate events. Mm-hmm. And we kind of noted uh, a couple of reasons why uh, in the last session, you know, stating that one, that one, the rapture is imminent. Mm-hmm. That can happen at any time, any day. 
and there's not another event that needs to occur, another sign that needs to happen before the rapture occur mm -hmm. as a warning, whereas the second coming is actually not imminent. Mm -hmm. we, we basically know there's some precursors to the second coming. Right. And so those things, there's some things that has to happen before the, before Jesus comes back in the second coming. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes people get them confused because they think, well, if Jesus came already and died on the cross, then if he comes on the rapture, then he does a second coming. Then this, that, not him coming maybe three times. <laughs> I'll <laughs> so, say, I'll say, I'll put the, I'll coin it like this. Um, three times, three, the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> And actually, we the reason that we we you know say that that Jesus came the first time and died on the cross, mm -hmm. the reason we differentiate between the rapture and the second coming is because in the rapture, Jesus does not come to earth. Mm. The Bible says in the book of Acts, you know, the same Jesus that left in the clouds, he's going to come back to you in like manner mm -hmm. in Acts chapter one. And so he only comes in the cloud. And we use uh, the, the first session, First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 through 18, which is probably one of the most prominent set of scriptures mm -hmm. to, that actually describes Jesus coming back to earth. I mean, coming back for the rapture of the church. Mm -hmm. He does not come to earth. He, he actually comes and the meet the saints in the air. Mm -hmm. And then the Bible says we go and be with the Lord forever mm -hmm. in the second coming in the book of uh, uh, Revelations, I think it's uh, Revelations chapter 19, and it may even be described in verse uh, chapter 16, he actually comes down to earth. The Bible says he set his foot on Mount Olives and splits the mountain um, in two. Mm -hmm. And so the second coming is when he actually comes back to earth. Mm -hmm. The rapture is an event that takes place before that, where he comes and raptures the saints. And the difference between those is that the, the rapture occurs and then after the, the, the rapture of the, the church and the saints go to be with the Lord, then we go through this period called the tribulation period, the seven year tribulation. Mm -hmm. And so just another, a couple of other points of bullet points in terms of what's the difference between the two events, as we stated in the, in the first session, the rapture is a translation of believers to heaven. In the second coming, there is no translation. Mm -hmm. Jesus comes to earth. Mm -hmm. In the rapture, Jesus actually comes for the church. In the second coming, Jesus comes back to earth with the saints. Oh, that's a with big the difference. Yeah. 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 Okay. In the in the rapture, the earth isn't judged. But in the second coming, Jesus is actually coming to judge the earth. That's a big difference. As to why we go through the seven-year tribulation period. Why of, they go through the seven well, years. Well, <laughs> yeah, why the earth goes through the seven years tribulation where the, the earth is being judged by God. Um, the rapture is actually not in the Old Testament, mm. but the rapture is actually, but it's actually predicted in the Old Testament. Okay. 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 Um, the raptures is for believers. The church is for believers only. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the second coming, it actually affects all men. Um, a couple of other ones. Mm -hmm. the, the, on the, in the rapture, there's no reference to Satan yeah. at all. Wow. The yeah. saints are taken up in, in terms of the rapture. But in the second coming, Satan is actually bound mm -hmm. 
at the end of the tribulation period uh, uh, when Jesus comes at, at you know, uh, for the second coming. Mm-hmm. So there's a number of, 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 of illustrations. You know, another one is that in for the in the rapture, it begins the great tri- the tribulation period. And at the second coming, it actually ends the tribulation period. Wow, that's a big difference. So there yeah. are others. There's a number of other uh, other uh, events, if you will, that differentiate the two. And mm-hmm. so I, I strongly suggest that when when people look at scripture and they look at the Bible, that you know the the very often they combine the two as one event, mm-hmm. and they're actually two separate events that are separated by a seven year period. And in that, in that period is called the tribulation period. And the latter part of the tribulation, Jesus actually described it as the great tribulation. Wow. That's, that's where our hearts should be heavy. I mean, starting now because of those who haven't put their repent and put their faith in Jesus so they can miss the tribulation um, event. Just it's going to be horrible. If you really think about what we're going to touch on, um, what's going to go on during the seven year tribulation part one. Um, it, it, we should really be really busy out here every day as much as we can. You know, sometimes it might be, you might miss a day or whatever, but some kind of way you're going to run into somebody Amen. that needs the Lord. Um, but yeah, that is, that's amazing. So the purpose of the, to the rapture, you said was to get the church out, not to get the church out, y'all, but to get the church out <laughs> because we're not destined to wrath. Amen. Okay. Amen. Um, how does one miss the rapture? When you say miss the rapture, um, you're talking about how do how do you uh, uh, prevent yourself or avoid going through the rapture? Through the, through the tribulation, right. Now, this is not something you can just plan, say like, you know what, I'm going to just go ahead on and... and two tickets. Right, and... right. This is really a serious heart decision. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not say, okay, I accept Christ because you know you're not... You can say that, yeah. but still we'll end up here. Well, what, what causes a person to miss the rapture mm-hmm. is remember when a person gets saved, they get filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Amen. And... The Holy Ghost is basically our DNA that's going to signify Jesus when he comes. It's it's, it's going to be that thing in our DNA that separates us from the world that allows us to get caught up, that allows us to get raptured. You know, I um, could go conspiracy theory on you right quick, but I'm not going to do that. Got enough of that going on, but go ahead. So (laughs) That DNA and you know what else that. Yeah, yeah, that right there. So, but go yeah, ahead. We're not going to yeah, talk about that. Go yeah, ahead. We'll stay. We'll stay away from the jab stuff. <laughs> All right. So, at at any rate, it's because you're filled with the Holy Spirit. It is because we have the Spirit of God in us. We have the new Spirit. We've been made, made new creations that we'll be able to be caught up and raptured uh, with Jesus. People that are not born again, that are not saved, that have not accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. will not make the rapture. Okay. And if they're living during that time period as to when that occurs, mm-hmm. and we believe that can happen any moment. Right. Um, like right now. Yes. Like right now. <laughs> like right now. Go ahead. <laughs> that can happen at any moment. Uh-huh. And we we live our lives on a daily basis. That's what we live looking for. We, right. we, the return looking, of Christ. Yeah. We're looking for the rapture. The, of the rapture of the, of the church. church. I'm sorry. <laughs> Again, the rapture of the church, not the second coming. Go ahead. Right. When so when sometimes when people say the the 
we're looking for the return of Christ. Mm -hmm. I mean uh, the rapture. And, and, again, and that can confuse people. That, that term, looking for the return of Christ, <laughs> has, been a, has been associated with the rapture. But we also sometimes use it referring to the second coming. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, you can be technical about that and say, yeah, it really refers to the second coming. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes when you say we're looking for the, you know, for, for Jesus return, he is going to return mm -hmm. in terms of the rapture, but he's just only going to go to the clouds right. to meet the saints there. Right. And so it's not. You know, I mean, you can be technical about it if you're wrong, mm -hmm. but it's not. You know, if you say tomato, I say tomato. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, I if, if if people just understand what context that you're talking right. about, mm -hmm. that that you're really talking about the rapture, then it's then it's okay to kind of use that terminology. Okay, okay, all right. So, the purpose of the second coming of Christ. Can you touch a little bit on that? Well, imagine for a second that. We're living here in America, mm -hmm. and today the rapture of the church occurs. When the rapture hits, so imagine, if you will, let's imagine there's 8 billion people on earth. Okay. And, and let's imagine 20%, um, let's say 25% of the people are raptured. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now 2 billion people just disappear. Disappear. From planet Earth. And not by aliens. Go ahead. Okay. So can you imagine that in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, people suddenly disappears. You know, people that are flying planes, people are driving cars and, you know, people are working on whatever in the is. air on, mm -hmm. on, you know, with high hydraulic equipment and what have you. The world will spin into probably the worst panic. That it has ever hit planet Earth, right? And it's not, so we can imagine the scare that took place if you were living when in America. That is when uh, the horror of the two planes that hit the, the towers, mm -hmm. the financial towers in New York on September eleventh, uh, uh, two thousand one. And I remember the 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 heartbeat of America changed. Mm -hmm. The the they began to actually open ch church doors. That day at 12 o'clock. That's amazing. They literally opened church doors all over the country. That's People were going into churches because they didn't know. They were in, there was such panic. There was such fear. They didn't know if another plane was going to hit anywhere, anywhere. else. Right. They, they, they understood their vulnerability at that moment. Of America. That 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 they were so vulnerable that something else could happen. Right. And, and you the not knowing where or right. what. Right. And what's, what's tragic for us, we... And sort of a blessing at the same time that we've had the benefit of not having wars on our land and the things that that these Middle Eastern countries have gone through, you know, for the past, you know, a uh, few hundred years has just been utterly amazing. Uh, you have people that live in areas where they're actually bound uh, uh, bomb shelters in their cities mm -hmm. that when the alarm sounds that the children has to go beneath and they live under that conditions on a daily basis. It's a norm to them. It's a norm. And so the chaos and the, the potential of living with the fear is just utterly amazing. So mm -hmm. can you imagine the rapture of the church? The world will go spin into a spiral, a downward spiral. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that that at the... Um, when the church raptures, at some point, the, the, the tribulation period is going to start. Mm -hmm. Now, 
the tribulation period, the signal to starting the tribulation period is not the rapture. Mm -hmm. What starts the tribulation period is is the Antichrist signing a covenant, mm -hmm. a false covenant, a false agreement with the Jews okay. um, in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And so that starts the seven year tribulation period. OK, so, yeah, let's talk about let's 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 go back because the second coming is after the seven uh, year tribulation. Right. Is that right? The second coming is at the end of the tribulation. of the tribulation period. Okay, so let's get into this one then. What is the seven year? Because you were just explaining that. What is so the seven I was, year tribulation? I was sort of leading. Okay, and, and I'll fast forward it. So basically, the tribulation period starts, and the world goes through horror for seven years. Okay, Jesus describes the last three and a half years. There's 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 several. There's twenty one judgments that God has handed on down on earth mm -hmm. and uh, that hits the land that judges the world. And the, and the earth is literally almost destroyed. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're just, it's been, they've gone through earthquakes and fires and uh, uh, demons and locusts. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah. There's literally, there's going to be just demons manifest manifested during that period, killing people. Animals are going to be brutally, Horrible. On steroids in, in killing people, literally killing people during that particular period. And so at the end of that, the tribute, the, uh, uh, the tribulation period, the second coming mm -hmm. happens because the Antichrist builds up a, a coalition mm -hmm. of nations mm -hmm. that's now going to go and destroy Israel. And they go to attack Israel. And out in the clouds, here comes Jesus. And the Bible <laughs> says every eye will see him. Mm -hmm. Jesus literally comes down. Uh, I think there's in the latter part of Revelation, it describes it describes the nations that are coming up against Israel. Mm -hmm. The Euphrates rivers has dried up. Mm -hmm. There's 200 million coming across the, U the Euphrates rivers mm -hmm. uh, to coming to attack Israel. Now, mm -hmm. why do they need so many armies? It's just utterly amazing. Right. Um, at this point, Israel's actually is already in, in running because of what the Antichrist has done at the mid, mid, midway point. And there, and many of them are hiding in, in, uh, in Petra. Mm -hmm. And so they, the, the, these nations that have been raised up by the, by the, uh, Antichrist is coming to destroy Israel. Mm -hmm. When they come to destroy Israel, Jesus that is called the Battle of Armageddon. Okay. It's sort of like the Battle of All ba uh, uh, Battles. It mm -hmm. actually takes place in Israel in this land called Megiddo. Megiddo, wow. Yeah, there's wow. many people that have been there. It's a beautiful land. Really? I can imagine. Yeah, Can't wait to mountains. Get there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but let me ask you this because you said, I don't know if, if you meant to say this or is this um, in there, that they're going to come to destroy Israel or are they going to come attack Israel? They're coming to destroy them in an attack. Okay. 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 The purpose is to come and destroy them okay. and to wipe them off the face of the earth in this last battle. Wow. Um, Daniel actually talks about it. Um, Ezekiel talks about it. Uh, John clearly talks about it in terms of this battle of Armageddon. Mm -hmm. This, this, these, this, realliance of these Roman nations mm, okay. um, because Rome actually was never destroyed and it actually basically kind of came alive again. It's, okay. a, it's another subject. It gets in pretty deep. Okay. We'll so, love to hear that. We're going to have a podcast. We're going to continue. Go ahead. So 
they come to destroy Israel, mm -hmm. Jesus intercedes. Okay. And when they recognize that Jesus is coming to protect them, they turn all of their, their military fight goes to fight Jesus. Oh, poor babies. Yeah, yeah really poor babies. Because <laughs> now remember, the Bible says that the saints, us that have been raptured, we're coming with it. The Bible literally describes us coming with Jesus in the book of Revelations on white horses with Christ mm -hmm. to fight to, to, to defeat these armies of the world. Okay, okay. And so this second coming, he comes and he the first things he does is the Bible says by the breath of of his mouth. That's all. By the breath. <laughs> the word. By the word. He <laughs> he if you can imagine, I think Dr. David Jeremiah describes it as a blow like <laughs> and that's it. And he destroys wow. these armies. These wow. these and so the Bible says there's the, the bloodshed is high as a horse's bridle. Now what is a horse's bridle for some of those that don't know what a horse's bridle is? You know, is. the bridle where you you, you put your, your foot, foot to get in the hooks to get on the horse. Okay. That blood is is, is that high as a bright a horse's bridle. And horses are pretty tall. Because there's so many people that are killed, so many people that are destroyed, that are in, in, in alliance. Wow. Uh, military people, regular everyday people that are in agreement that Jesus destroys. Mm -hmm. um, and that second coming is then there's where G, the, the Bible says the Jews recognize Jesus. Wow. And, and so ultimately, this is at the end of the book of, 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 of this is at the end of the tribulation period. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, this is what this is about mm -hmm. is to get Israel to turn their hearts back to Christ because they rejected him 2,000 years ago. Uh -huh. And when Christ does this, the Jews wholeheartedly, Orthodox Jews, uh, all of them begin to worship Jesus wow. because they begin to see him as Lord and Savior and um, and because they recognize who he is. Wow. And so I, I think it's Matthew chapter 23, verses 39 Mm -hmm. I, there's this old Jewish song that says, oh, oh, Jerusalem, but Jerusalem, you shall not, you know, see me again until you see me basically coming through the clouds. Mm -hmm. Well, is is Jesus made that prophecy in Matthew chapter 23 and he began to prophesy in Matthew chapter 24 and 25. Mm -hmm. And at this point in history, the Jews recognize and begin to worship him. And from that standpoint, from Jesus' second coming, he begins to restore the earth mm -hmm. and set up his kingdom on earth to rule for a thousand years. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. That's the purpose of the second coming of Christ. Yes, absolutely. That's great. So we're going to go back and he's, he touched on what the seven-year seven tribulation period will be like. However, there are events that are going to happen in the seven year during the seven year tribulation, and one of them we're going to talk about. He's going to talk about today is what's the first um, wrath per se that um, is going to happen um, during the tribulation period. Well, let's the. the the judgments that begin to take the place. The judgments, that's what it's called. Thank you. The judgments <laughs> that begin to take place during the tribulation period. Um, and and you literally the, the book of Revelation is all is is relatively in chronological order. Okay. And a lot of people don't may not understand that or may have not have seen that before, but 
it's really in chronological order. The wrath and the judgments of God begins in Revelation chapter 6. Okay. Okay. Revelation chapter 1 is John beginning to see and have this revelation that he get from Jesus Christ. Chapters 2 and 3, John is writing these seven letters to these seven churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so the church after chapter 3 is no longer ever mentioned in the Bible Ooh. until we get into chapters 19 and 20. That's amazing. So because by chapter 4, John sees the church in heaven. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And so the church is actually in heaven. And and this is why we are what we call pre-tribulation believers, where we believe that the church will not go through the tribulation period because the church is not even mentioned during the tribulation period. Because it's not about the church then because the church is gone. It's literally literally about about the Jews. Thank you. That's amazing. So there's a lot of people that there's a good bit of people that that seems like they would love for the church to go through the tribulation period. Like they really want to just war and fight and get their tools and be fighting, you know, but sadly it won't be that way. No. Remember, the prophet Jeremiah called the tribulation period the times of Jacob's trouble. Mm -hmm. He he didn't say it's the times of the church trouble. And Jacob refers to Jacob refers to Israel. Okay, thank you. Because God, remember, God changed His name from Jacob to, to Israel, Israel back right. in in Genesis uh, in the book of Genesis. Amen, amen. That's a that's clarification right there, and it's in the Bible. It's, it's literally in Scripture. So the the tribulation period, in terms of the 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 wrath, uh, the churches in heaven in chapters four, the scrolls begin to open. That's setting up the stage for the judgments in chapter five. Mm-hmm. The judgments begin in chapter six. Six, man, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. So yeah. the judgment, the, there's seal judgments. Mm-hmm. There's seven of those. There are trumpet judgments. There's seven of those. And there are bowl judgments. And there's seven of those. Sometimes the, the trumpet judgments are dis, are referred to as angels mm-hmm. and sometimes the bold judgments are referred to as vials. Okay. 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 The sealed judgments can be found in Revelation chapter six <clears throat> um and eight. The the trumpet judgments can be found in Revelations eight, nine and no it's eight and nine. And I think the the bold judgments, I think, can be found in Revelation 16, 15 and 16. Okay. Wow. Okay. So. You were going to talk about the. Well, let's, let's, because there's so many of them, let's just talk about these, the, the, the The seal seal judgments. Okay. We're going to touch on the seal. And the seal judgments in Revelations chapter six is quite interesting. And so let's look at Revelation chapter six. And we'll look at a, look at the at, at what the scripture actually says about it. In <clears throat> Revelation chapter six, verse one, John says here, "As I watched, the Lamb broke the first of the seven seals on the scroll. Mm-hmm. Then I heard one of the four living beings say with a loud thunder, Come! I look up and saw a white horse standing there. Its rider had a bow and a crown." was placed on his head, he rode out to win many battles and to gain victory. And so 
a lot of people are <laughs> when they're looking at this white horse, which is the first seal that's open. Mm -hmm. And because it's a white horse and we know Jesus in the the the, the uh, Romans uh, uh, Revelation chapter 19 comes back on the white horse. Many people believe this is Jesus on a white horse. Right. Okay. Right. And unfortunately, it is, you know, for, for those that believe that, that is not Jesus. Right. That's actually the Antichrist really being deceitful, trying to show himself as Jesus. As the Christ, right. As, as Christ. And so he's, he's sort of a type of Christ here because that's what the devil does throughout all of scripture. Right. Okay. Right. And so... Here's this white white horse that's going out, and he's going out to uh, to win battles mm -hmm. and to gain. So he's coming to conquer, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. basically. Okay, right. Verse three says, "And when the Lamb broke the second seal, and the I, Lamb is Jesus, so Jesus is breaking the seals. <laughs> he can't be riding a horse and breaking the seals at the same time. That's amazing. That is, yeah. uh, you got to say that one more time. So." <laughs> Yeah. If the Lamb is the one that's opening the scrolls that's been described in chapter in, in Revelation chapter five, as and Jesus Christ is the Lamb, and Jesus is the Lamb, how could he then be the white horse rider? Rider, he, no, that's, he's breaking the seals. <laughs> that's it's, it's another way of proof texting that right. that the the that whoever this is is on the white horse, and we believe it to be the Antichrist uh -huh. is not Jesus. He's not Jesus. On top of that, this person that's on the white horse is bringing judgment. He's actually destroying. He's bringing uh, a wrath, and that's not what Jesus is coming to do. No. He's actually he's actually came to be the savior of the world. Amen. Okay. Amen. So verse three says, "When the Lamb broke the second seal, I heard the second living being say, Come. Then another horse appeared, um, a red one. Its rider was given a mighty sword.'" And the authority to take peace from the earth, and there was war and slaughter everywhere. That is and so true. now, well, remember, this is the rapture of the church has occurred. We're in this tribulation period. The world has gone chaotic, and the the antichrist is on the scenes. He's come to make war, and this 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 second seal is open, and now we have this global violence that begins to hit the earth in terms of a wrath, a judgment that's coming from God. Because remember, the world is in chaos. Mm -hmm. We may think that the tribulation is now, or we're going through the tribulation. No, it's going to be worse. Oh, we're not living it through the tribulation right now, the seven-year period. It's going to be horribly worse than what you see now and you're seeing on TV, social media, and your, in your neighborhoods. It's really going to be worse than this. Magnified to what, a million times? It, it's going to be far, far worse and. And so what's, 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 this is the beginning, if you will, of the tribulation. We really believe that the seal judgments will happen during the first three and a half years. And there's arguments about the trumpet judgments, whether it be the first or second half. I think they'll be in the first half as well. And I think the bold judgments will be in the last half. Jesus, remember, when Jesus described this in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, mm -hmm. he started talking about the tribulation period somewhere around verse 9. Mm-hmm. By the time he got to verse 21, Jesus said, he said this, and I'll read it to you. Um, he says, for then shall great tribulation 
as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. So we're talking about the beginning of the tribulation period when these seals are open. Mm -hmm. Jesus said the latter part, he described that as the as the great tribulation, that it's going to be even worse. Wow. And so we see the white the white horse is going to, to out to deceive and to to bring war. We see this global violence because we believe war is going to break out. Mm -hmm. I, we believe that the war of, of Gog and Magog, there's a good chance that that war may take place at this particular point. That's amazing. Um, they're going to be Arab, uh, Israelis war. There's going to be uh, wars with the Jews, uh, with Iran, mm -hmm. where Jeremiah says that Elam, the nucleus site, is actually destroyed. Wow. That's amazing. The Bible says Damascus is actually going to be brought to ruins. And so you're going to have literal wars that are going to be taking place all over the planet. And remember the state. So what's going to be the state of the United States? The scary thing about a lot of this, the United States is really not mentioned mm -hmm. with clarity in the latter days. And so I believe personally that she's not mentioned is because America has lost her influence. Mm -hmm. And I think the things that are occurring in our country today in terms of, you know, this this push towards the mandates, the government controls, uh, the, the, the loss of morality in the garbage, you yeah. know, uh, the, the the apostasy from in the church. Right. You know, it's. When you combine all those things and you add that on top of the rapture of the church, I think by the time we get to this point, America has lost her influence, has become relatively uh, insignificant in terms of being a global leader. Right, a superpower. A superpower in... Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, and again, I'll just throw this out there. I think that when you look at the, the Afghanistan, the removal of our military from Afghanistan and how that affected us from the view of the world. Right. I, I think something, stocks. you know, something looking. started there yeah. as, as us as a world power leader in terms of our respect that we've had from the world. And so, again, that's just, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm just I just throw that out there for free. Mm -hmm. um, but again, this is this is part of. Imagine what the world is going to be like. It's going to be pretty chaotic mm -hmm. and there's going to be a lot of things out of order that's going to give reason and give reasons for the Antichrist to step on the scene because he's going to actually have answers to a lot of things that we're talking about. Verse five in Revelation chapter six says, when the lamb broke the third seal, I heard the third living being say, come. I look up and saw a black horse. So the first horse was white. The second horse was red. The third horse was is black and its rider was holding a pair of scales um, in his hand. Scales meaning, it, you know, balance weights. the balance weights for food, if you will. Mm. OK. And I heard a voice from among the four living beings saying a loaf of wheat, bread and or three loaves of barley will cost a day's pay. 
Imagine you if you're making a hundred dollars a a day. A day. A loaf of bread. Uh, no, at least well, yeah, a day. And you have to spend a hundred dollars on a loaf of bread, but you can't nothing else. Right. Just to eat. That's sad. Go ahead. And don't waste the olive oil in wine because it's gonna is because that's gonna cost much, oh, much Lord. more. Mm -hmm. And so so during this period, we see that there's going to be a famine that's going to hit the earth, that's going to be devastating. And once again, it's going to set the stage because if there's a famine and there's in every and, and inflation is now a hundred times worse than it's ever been, there's global violence that's hit the earth. Um, food shortages. Food um, shortages. Food, uh, what do you call those places that are being actually um, destroyed now? The, like the blown set on up. fires. Yeah, yeah, set on fire. They're, they're manufacturing plants. Manufacturing plants. This is not coincidence that this is just spiraling into place. Yeah, right? you can put, you know, you know, do a search on it. You see in America that there's been like over the past year, mm -hmm. like anywhere from six to 10, I can't remember the number of That's manufacturing plants, food plants that have just been, been destroyed, destroyed, been set on fire. Wow. And nobody, and they don't understand, they don't know why. They don't know they what's happened. They can't explain right. why this is happening. Wow. And so it's a setup to where prophecy said the Bible was going to go. Mm -hmm. And so we have the white horse, we've had the red horse, uh, the black horse. The black horse. And so let's look at this this last one here. When the the lamb broke the fourth seal, I heard the fourth living being saying, "Come." I looked up and saw a horse whose colors was pale green. It was its rider was death. Wow. And so if you can imagine, like the rider on the horse having a scoop on the back. Where where the war and the famine is basically scooping up people that's actually going into this container that he's dragging, oh putting people to death is kind of where my imagination goes. Wow. Its writer's name was Death, and his companion was, was the grave. grave. Wow, there you go. There's a scoop and putting them into death. And there you go. Wow. These two were given authority over one fourth of the earth to kill with the sword and famine and disease and yeah. wild animals. Wow. And so there's there's a lot that's packed in there that we can't get into because we could spend a couple of hours just on verse seven and eight. But basically at this point, the world is in absolute chaos. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that this fourth um, seals open and, and he goes and kill one fourth of the people on earth. Jeez. So if out of the 8 billion people that, we're on earth. Two billion got saved, if you will. Mm -hmm. And we that's a, I think it's a very high number. Mm -hmm. um, and there's six billion people left. Now, one fourth of the six billion people, which is another 1.5 billion people that dies that's a lot because of the people. one seal. That's a lot. Wow. And it says that to kill the, to the one fourth of the earth to kill with sword because now things are just, people are just killing each other. Uh, the wars that are going on, the famine that's going on, the, the diseases that are occurring because, you know, hospitals are, are no longer normal. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, wow, animals, animals now, and I think I've looked at one description of it, that the animals will go into a sort of a, 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 a hyper state of killing like they've never done before, yeah. killing people. And some people assume that this number would be in the thousands of animals that actually kill people. Mm. 
So that's the fourth steal. Um, and so the so let's look at verse nine. And when the lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of all the men who had been martyred for the word of God and for being faithful in their testimony. They shouted to the Lord, O sovereign God, holy and true, how long will you judge the people who belong to this world and avenge our blood for what they have done? Then a white robe was given to each of them and they were told to rest a little longer until the full number of their brothers and sisters, their fellow servants of Jesus, who were to be martyred, had joined them. And so John sees now, when this fifth seal opened, he see uh, the saints. Mm -hmm. These are people that actually got saved, that died as a result of some of these events that took place. Mm -hmm. um, depending on when the mark of the beast took place because I think it happens in an early stage. Some people think it's going to be later. Uh, and I think because when the famine hits, it's, it, it literally gives the antichrist control over this food supply. Right. And unless you take the mark of the beast, you won't be able to buy and sell the Bible says. That's amazing. And so a lot of people are going to die from starvation because they decide Not to be to a think, saint. Yeah. Not to mention that, that, you're going to also have just millions of people die because they're going to actually be beheaded mm -hmm. uh, because they decide to follow Christ and not take the mark of the beast. Mm -hmm. And so this situation, once again, we, we're painting a very, very horrible picture. And we know that. Um, but we're painting as best we can a picture of what it's going to be like and why it's so important for you, brothers, for you, sisters, to minister to your sisters. To ministers to your brothers, your mom, your dad, your uncles, your family, people in your community, because you do not want them to miss the rapture of the church. Amen. That's very important. You don't want people to go through that. You want people to come to the Lord Jesus Christ today Amen. because this is the day of salvation. And finally, he says here, it says, and I watched as the lamb broke the sixth seal in verse 12, and there was a great earthquake. The sun became dark as black cloth and the moon became as red blood. Then the stars of the uh, stars of the sky fell to the earth like green figs falling from a tree shaken by a strong wind. The sky rolled up like a scroll and the mountains and the islands were moved from their places. And so now we see earthquakes and we see the, 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 the earth is actually being going through uh, catastrophe where there's seismic shifts that are taking place, uh, stellar catastrophes because there's there's stars that are coming out the, out, out of the skies, and so it's it's just a horrible time yeah. in terms of these seals, and these are just the first six mm -hmm. that are being opened. We That's get just the first six. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and they're twenty one, and so. Yeah. We'll get into looking at the other ones because actually the seventh seal is actually the opening of the next seven seals, which the next uh, seven judgment, which wow. which are the trumpets. And we can look at those at a later time. But hopefully that kind of paints a picture of 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 
of what's going to go on through the tribulation. Yeah, Some, and at, at least the, the beginning, the beginning of, of the, the tribulation. The period. beginning. So you can imagine. Can you just really imagine the worst is is yet to come? Yeah. I think the Bible says something where woe unto you the more it's going to be worse. Basically, it's yeah. letting you know. Yeah. So this is not a, a a scare tactic purpose thing. If you want to believe that, then you know you have the right to. However, if the Bible is saying it. It, it's true, and you really don't want to be um, left behind, like Pastor Ty was just saying, that you really want to minister to your family, your friends, and your your loved ones, your neighbors. Um, pray for your enemies. I mean, the Bible instructs us as believers to pray for them, because you really, you don't want nobody to go through this. No there, one. You know, there's a shift here, and this is Revelation chapter 6. Mm -hmm. When you get into Revelation chapter 7, actually... It's, it, it, it identifies that then God also releases their two witnesses that goes into Jerusalem that, you know, and there's arguments about who those two witnesses are, whether, you know, some people think it's e, uh, Moses, some people think it's Enoch, somebody thinks, some people think it's Elijah, mm -hmm. uh, some people think it's Elijah in, in Enoch because they w never die. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that, you know, we're appointed to die once and then the judgment, then the judgment. if they didn't die then they're going to come back because they're going to actually die. But before they do that, they're going to witness to 144,000 Jews. They're going to witness to 144,000 Jews? Along with angels that are going to be sent, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 7, the mm -hmm. next chapter, mm -hmm. they're going to be sent to the world to then bring the gospel to the end it's, of the earth. That's amazing. So we, we do have to come back also and talk about the 144,000. Yeah. And I think I mentioned that in the last podcast because a certain religion believed that only 144,000 going to be saved. Yeah. Or yeah. Whatever. That's and that's sad. really sad. So yeah. we really want to be um, mindful and serious about that one when we you know talk about that. So people can be free from believing such non-truths, yeah. better way of saying it. So, wow. Is there anything else that you would like to put on our hearts today um, before we close this podcast out? Because we definitely will bring him on again several times to um, help us to, to direct us to the word of God so we can begin to see this and share this um, and also be excited about those that's coming into the kingdom. Because believe me, when the Bible says and speaks of that, um, the uh, harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Laborers are few, but it's our job, regardless what your title, if you don't have a title, if you are born again believer, we should be, we are commanded. It's a commandment. It's not a suggestion to go into all the world, to go and Heal preach the, the gospel, heal the sick and raise the dead. Okay. And that's what God working through us. We're not God. We're not doing his job. We're, he's working with us and the Lord working with us. Amen. Okay. So anything else you would like to um, place on the people's heart before we close out? Well, just to mention that, yeah, you know, I personally, we have a, a ministry called um, Deep South Awakening that, and we'll be telling you more about that through this vehicle as well, that we're going to be setting up podcasts for <clears throat> as, as well. We also have a, um, a site that we're using for Facebook and for YouTube. And what's the name of it again? Uh, it's Deep South Awakening. Okay, so you can look up Deep South Awakening in your uh, social media, which is on Facebook. We're using Facebook right now. We're trying to set up um, the one on for Instagram as long as we can. Thank God for these, these platforms, these social media platforms where the word of God can get out still while it can. Um, so go to your, your Facebook page right now, if you can, and type in deep South, like the South awakening. 
and that's on YouTube and Facebook. Okay. Um, so you want to do a prayer? You want to pray for the people again? To Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we do a prayer before we close out. Father God, we bless your name and we thank you once again for this opportunity. This opportunity, Father, to sow seeds into your creation. It's our hope, Father, that a harvest would come as a result of it. We pray even now, Father, that you get glory out of all that has been said and that your name will be made known. If there's somebody out there that that you haven't accepted Jesus and you don't know whether or not you're going to be raptured or you you actually fearful the idea of actually living through the tribulation period. Well, there's an answer for that. And the answer is, is, is his name is Jesus. If you would just open up your heart, the Bible says that if you, you confess your sins, that God is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. And he'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness and write your name in the Lamb Book of Life. And so if that's you, that you're not sure if you're saved, you, you've just been in turmoil about it, you've been confused about a lot of things. And, and, and we know this can be very, very challenging and confusing in terms of learning about eschatology and end times and all these, you know, these subjects, you know, from things from the book of Revelation and all. And so. It's, 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 but it's a process. You know, you just take one day at a time. God, through the Holy Spirit, has a way of just feeding you if you would just remain faithful, you know, seeking him. So if, you, if you're not sure whether you're saved and if, if you want Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you want a, God to write your name in the book of life, just repeat this prayer. Father God, we bless your name. We thank you for this day. I am a sinner and I'm sorry for my sins. I turn away from my sins and I give my life to Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart, change me, save me, wash me, cleanse me with your blood. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life that when I close my eyes, I might open them again and see you. I thank you for dying on the cross. I believe that you are the son of God. In Jesus name, I pray. I thank you for this new life that I begin today. Amen. 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 All right. So if you've prayed that prayer, you've honestly, sincerely repented your sin and put your face in, put your faith in Christ the Bible says that you have been, you are saved. So now you just have to deny yourself, learn of him, pick up your cross and learn of him and follow him. Okay. So now if you have any questions like, okay, what's next, then contact us. You can reach us, reach um, Pastor Ty through Deep South Awakening, either on Facebook or on YouTube, go on YouTube and look at the podcasts that are on the, that, that are there. We just started them. Right. We just started them, but you can also go on Deep South Awakening on Facebook and um connect so we can help you out get you on the to help you stay on the right path um seeking and serving christ also there's a phone number you can you can text you can message to let us know that you've given your life to, to jesus christ or you have rededicated your life to christ the number is 407-906-7170 and connect with us send us a message and let us know if you have any prayer requests that we can um, pending what it is, we can gather together with you um, 
regarding it. And once again, thank you for tuning in with Moments with Mo. Be blessed.